Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm joined by Tom. And for the second month in a row, our special guest star, Kelly. Hey, guys. Am I still a special guest if it's yep. two in a row? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's The third, awesome. you're no longer the a third, special guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're done. November then you're podcast, just then yeah. you're just the other <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> so this month, we're going to be talking um, about the new book in the Rebuilt family. It's called Church Money, and it's available right now on Amazon. Tom, this is your fourth book? Fourth, yeah, it is. Tell us tell us about writing this book. How was it different, better, worse than your other books? Well, I mean, the first book... Tell us book, about Church Money. Uh, I mean, the first book, when we wrote Rebuilt, that was sort of over many years wanting to write a book about that. And mm-hmm. the, the thing about that is when you start writing a book and you've never been published, you don't know if it's ever going to be published. So there's a sort of like faith journey to that that part mm. uh the other books so that was diff- that's one the other two books were kind of blog sized chapters so that's a very mm-hmm. very manageable i kind of mm-hmm. wrote i could write those you know the way we work with father white is me and father michael work is uh, you know i say this that if it wasn't for me a um a book would never get started if it wasn't for him the book would never get finished <laughs> and so, so you write you love a blank page I and love, he loves to edit exactly mm-hmm. so i write he rewrites and makes it readable so <laughs> Um, so there's other books that you could, I kind of worked on like my kids Taekwondo or kids, you know, mm-hmm. like you could, you could write a blog size thing. This was different cause there are chapters that are related you know, to one another. Yeah. That's where the whole thing has to fit together. So, um, very different thing, a uh, little bit different process cause I knew this was going to be published, uh, in some way. Although actually I think I started writing the same way. I don't think, I think Father Michael, I just kept throwing chapters <laughs> of Father Michael until he starts rewriting it. So now I'm curious because I've heard Father Michael talking about this book for some time now and he keeps saying, this is going to be a game changer. This could be a game changer. And so wh- what about it? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've started to read the book myself and I know that in the book mm. we challenge some very traditional thoughts about money in church. Well, I, I think it's like rebuild itself. We're trying to change the culture. Mm-hmm. And so that's at the heart of our message is in a lot of times, uh, as we talk about in our series, we, we've started right on the money. Um, again, it's very, people have very negative view of how money's talked about in church. It just seems like the, the message of the church is we need more or it's nagging or, and we're trying to change it back. I mean, I think just change it back to what did Jesus say about money and that, that, comes through our whole culture and the way we approach it because of course we need money we need it to fund our our salaries Mm -hmm. we need it um to fund the mission of the church but how we go about it that's the the different change i think that we're trying to to create and i Um, think go ahead i'm sorry i think one of the things i'm learning is that there's this misconception in our um pop culture that the the church the hierarchy of the church the the archdiocese in the countries and and uh beyond have all of this money that that they're just wealthy and that they're cash rich uh but that's not the case yeah i mean a lot of again some people obviously easy to point out some stories of people who are in hierarchy who have money and have have used that for it but uh, mostly church ministries are cash poor and even Mm -hmm. um and, and need cash so um you know, I, I think we're trying to share, and sometimes it's because we've messed we've messed it up. We haven't led very well, so we try to share our experiences in leading the parish, uh, um, and then how we've got it wrong, and mm-hmm. share those stories of mistakes we have made, and then the change. I, I think 
again, one of the things about our books, as we talk about about our conferences, it's all coming out of a lived experience. And uh, as a church, I think we've definitely really grown in this and how we get this right. Our budget has grown. We were able to build a brand new church, debt-free. Um, you know, it's a $16 million project because of the way we approach money. And we want to see other parishes flourish in this area as well. Yeah, so we had a series called Right on the Money this fall uh, in September. And one of the things that Father Michael said that blew me away, and I don't know why I don't know this, it's just one of those things like, it's in the Bible, I've read it before, but I just never thought about this way, is that Jesus never asked for money. That blew me away when I heard that. He never asked for money, but he talked about money more than anything else. So this book is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can't get away from the issue of money. I mean, it's the biggest, from spiritually, it's the biggest competitor for our hearts. It's what Jesus says over and over again is the number one competitor God faces for our hearts. And that was true in a largely agrarian society 2,000 years ago. How much more true is it for our world today where we're just constantly bombarded by stuff we don't have, but if we had it, we'd actually be happy. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the, the, and then we needed to fund our parishes. So, I think in money, we, we kind of come to that tension again of the spiritual and the material world that we are in uh, as human beings. And so uh, we just can't, we can't get away from it. So when someone says, hey, let's talk about money, Tom, <laughs> what is your reaction to that? How do, you, how do you feel about that? Well, you know, I have a little bit better, different emotional reaction. I mean, let's talk about it is, is you know, I, I get fired up about it. Tom, you know that. how much money do you make? <laughs> 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 Working <laughs> for a parish. <laughs> Then I might get a little bit nervous. Oh. My, my kids hear how much I make. They're like, wow, that's a lot. I'm like, not well, not really. But they, you know, for them, $100 yeah. is a lot of money. Right, right, so, right. So, no uh, frame of reference yeah, there. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah, it's a good point, though. I think when it comes to, I think for a lot of people, like I love talking about money as a spiritual issue. Yeah. You know, and you know that. Right. Because I we really. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> because I really do believe it, it can really be the game changer for mm-hmm. not only church, you know, churches, as Father Michael was saying, but for people in their faith, that mm-hmm. when they really begin to put money and connect that money is not separate from the relationship with Christ, it can take them to a whole new level. And uh, just, you know, Brian Rogers, who's on our, our yeah. Rebuilt, you know, he just, I sent him a couple of the messages, say, hey, give me feedback. And he's mm-hmm. like, I love it. This stuff is great. It's mm-hmm. changed my life. So, yeah. you know, people like Brian and who's uh, very successful businessman mm-hmm. getting it and seeing the connection. Mm-hmm. I, I love seeing that. So and I love hearing those stories. Right. And it's not about being wealthy. Uh, it's about taking what you have and being a good steward of it. And I mean, we hear these stories throughout our entire parish year after year of people who just started by giving whatever they could afford to give. And then, you know, each year they got to give a little bit more because they were blessed in a different way. And so, um, you know, there, there's so much content surrounding money and how we act with it and interact with it. And so it's kind of nice to lift the veil yeah. off of what we're really supposed to do with it. But as you were saying, Kelly, kind of emotional feeling, we were, we were talking yeah. about this. You've had mm-hmm. a very negative well, feeling. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's negative. Well, I do have some negative feelings too, but like my first inclination towards money is, I don't know. I don't care. It's no big deal. <laughs> Whatever. I'll tell you what I make. I don't really care. Like I just, I don't really care. And that might, I don't know, maybe I sound like a huge brat when I say that. Like I never <laughs> had to worry about money or, mm-hmm. I mean, some of it's personality driven. Um, you know, my husband was an accountant by trade when we got married. And so he was very responsible with money. I wasn't, I came into the marriage with debt. We paid it off, but there wasn't any like education like happening. I'm still, a, I, I was still a spender 
at the time and I, I never had a budget. I never were, I just, but I never had big quote unquote trouble either. Um, so that led me to just kind of not care so much. But then after, um, after some thought, <laughs> um, leading up to this series that we're doing, I sort of, I have a new feeling about money and it's an ugly one. It's greed. Oh, oh. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's uh, if, so if you want, like if I begin to think about money, I think about how I can get more, how I just want more and what I'd buy if I had more, you know, the old, mm -hmm. like if I won the lottery dream, right, right. Mm -hmm. I might do that more mm -hmm. than the average person. I don't know. Maybe not, but you probably just admit it more than the average person. But well, maybe <laughs> no. I'll, 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 I'm an open book. I'll affirm you. I, we do that. Yeah, you know, in our family, we do that. We're like, oh, look, the lottery is this, and what we would do yeah. with that. Oh, what would we do? But I will say that in our own journey of of money and stewardship, that we've gone from oh, we'd buy this, we'd buy that, blah 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 blah. The very first thing we do is we're going to take ten percent and we're putting it into a trust for charitable giving. And you know, so like, it's first. It's, it's first. first. It's first. With yeah, the, it's great. Yeah, that's good. I need my I need my thinking. I got some work to do, um, but I'm excited that we did a series on money. That and you know one of the things that Father Michael quote unquote promised he didn't really promise, but that we would that we would be able to think about money differently and to not have that negative feeling towards money. And I, I'm working towards that, but I'm really excited to to get mm -hmm. there. I don't want to be greedy. Yuck, that's ugly. I call my kids greedy, and so mm. anyway. All right, so. Um, what give us some of the topics of the book you got you, you probably have the chapter layout but give us some of the big <laughs> um sort of big ideas of the book what are readers going to learn in reading this book church so, money so a lot of different topics and, and kind of just to give the arc of the book somewhat we're trying to say is we need to start out from a different place when it comes to money and we talk about mm -hmm. that um and then we want to talk about just that we need leadership we need to engage it uh, and then we'll talk about some different ways to apply this in, in your parish. So one of the topics, though, the books, the chapters is called, this is my favorite topic, <laughs> or title is called Christ is King, but Cash is Crucial. <laughs> Great. So uh, first of all, we want to say about money is it is a tool. Um, you warned me not to have a Coke. I was ready to you burp. You shouldn't have had a Coke. I had, should have a Coke. Ready to burp <laughs> into the microphone. You. Excuse you. So anyway, um, the, so the first one is uh, that is a tool. Money is a medium of exchange. Uh, that helps us accomplish great things. I mean, you know, without money, right, we have to, if you need, you had corn and I had mm. uh, livestock, we had to like we trade. trade. Yeah, we yeah. had to figure out what's the what's the equal number of corn to livestock, mm -hmm. right? I was trying to, you know, so obviously money is a medium of exchange that makes that much, much easier. Um, you know, it, we need it. That's just kind of, you know, economics 101, so to speak. You know, we need money as a tool so to pay our staff well so they can, uh, commit to the church and give their time and feed their families. So we all appreciate that again. Absolutely. Yep. I, haven't, I haven't asked all of you what your salaries are, as Kelly asked me, but, uh, you know. You <laughs> probably know my I was salary. like, I'm pretty sure you know <laughs> all of that, Tom, I in your leadership out. role <laughs> at Church of the Nativity. <laughs> I guess I could. I don't know how much oh. your husbands make. That's what I, I could not find out. I couldn't find out your whole household income. So mm. anyway. No, but I think, too, we want to get into a piece of our culture, and, and I think we talked about this before at some point, and we could probably do a whole series of podcasts on this about how you know coming to work in a in a church environment we often say you don't come here for the money you know you do you come here for the calling not necessarily the money uh but as you grow and you get bigger and you have dedicated people who are here 
you want to reach as many experts as you possibly can mm -hmm. and that requires money yep. and you may not be paying a staff person but you might be paying a contractor or you know an advisor of some kind to come in and to help you with all of that so that all takes money yeah we don't do it for the money but we still need to eat food and live indoors and, and have a house <laughs> and clothes and, clothes, and right. send so, our kids to school so um, you know yeah. it's interesting my son wants to be a marine uh, wants to be in the military and we met with a, a recruiter actually wasn't a marine recruiter but he was talking about the goals in life and a professional and how the, the kind of financial attributes of it and I, I said to, and he, we walked away and my son you know for noble causes wants to be a soldier mm. and I said you know what you can have those noble causes but you can also look out for your financial interests mm -hmm. you need to, you just need to do that that's and right. I, I, was, I kind of agree with you know mm. as an idealistic 18 year old I probably was the same way I don't need to do things for the money but it's just a tool we do need to, to, to take care of, of, again, ministry, to take care of ourselves. It improves the quality of ministry. You know, products are better. Mm -hmm. You need to invest the money. It creates, you know, better music, better uh, sound quality, all those different things. And I know you're trying to wrap it up, Kelly. I will go to the break. And then last time, you want to come back to this last this Yeah, this point? one's important. We're going to come back right. to it right after the break. We'll be right back. In their upcoming book, Father Michael and Tom dig into one of the most important yet undiscussed topics in all of church world, money. Right off of their successful $15 million capital campaign, Father Michael and Tom give you strategies to fund your parish effectively. In order to complete our mission and vision as parishes and begin the process of rebuilding, we need to have funding available. Jesus had a lot to say about money, yet it seems to be something that we are increasingly uncomfortable talking about. This new book will dive into what Jesus says about funding the church and give resources to parishes for funding the new evangelization, whether it's a capital campaign for a building project or increasing the weekly offertory. You can find all the tools and strategies you need for raising funds for your parish. Be on the lookout for the new book from the authors of Rebuilt, coming fall 2019. Welcome back to the Rebuilt podcast. Today we're talking about the new book in the Rebuilt family of books. It is called Church Money, and it is available right now on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. And so when we left for break, we were talking about just in general, how money is a tool. It's a tool that we need to accomplish things. And the church especially wants to use money to accomplish great things. And so we were going over um, some of the ways that uh, a church needs to use money. And we got to the last one. We took a break because there's more to say about this. So This is your favorite one. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know why, but it's, it's a good one. <laughs> Volunteers are not free. I remember once my husband telling me that it's not free to work. Like you have to buy clothes and you have to drive to and from work. And, and so when our kids were little huh. and I was applying for jobs and they weren't paying much and we would have to pay childcare and I would have had to buy clothes mm -hmm. and I would have had to get there and pay for gas. And, um, you know, we would have had to have the second car. We had one car for a little while. And, and so he said, you know, it's not free to work. And so Never I ended heard up that before. Isn't That's that interesting. Mm -hmm. I ended up staying home for 10 years with my right. kids because I, I was in teaching and it's not real lucrative. So, mm. right. Anyway, volunteers are also not free. It sounds like they are, but they're not because mm -hmm. we have to, we feed our volunteers. Literally and, and figuratively. 
That is a really good point. Say more <laughs> about that. <laughs> well, especially in this fall season, it, it's on the forefront, I think, of everything <coughs> that we're doing because we're bringing people in after a summer and we're gearing up with new programs and new policies and new ways of doing things around nativity. And p- you have to train that. Yeah. And you don't just train it once. It's something that is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And you also, when you bring people to a meeting, you have to show hospitality. Right. And it's the way you build relationships with your volunteer ministers. And we're modeling it, too. We're asking them to show hospitality right. on right. Sunday. So we have to model it to them when we invite them here to ask for their help. Right. And if and it just is um, courteous and, again, hospitable. If you're bringing your volunteer ministers in on a weeknight at 6 o'clock or 6.30, that's dinner time. Yep. Feed them. And if it's a special event, provide, you know, beverages. And, and uh, there, there are so many ways beyond food even. We give them T-shirts. We yep. give them marketing materials and collateral and things that help them do their job better right. and help them communicate our message. And that all requires resources. Yeah. And then there are times where we, quote unquote, feed them spiritually, where we Mm -hmm. host a worship night and invite our volunteers or have just a picnic or a cookout Mm -hmm. where we're just thanking them. So volunteers, you need volunteers, you need ministers, and they are not free. All right. So we need it as a tool. We need money as a tool. Money is also a lens. helps us to set our priorities. Uh, so we budget what we think is important. So, again, we think volunteers are important. So we, we mm-hmm. budget money for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, when we first started out, it's a smaller part of our budget now, but music was a huge part of our budget for a very long time. Um, and it's not because we don't think music's not as important. Just as our budget's grown, the percentage in our budget has shrunk. Uh, but, again, whatever you think is important, you want to budget towards that. Or, and even you don't even want to budget equally. At certain times, something is more important and should get a greater part of your budget because you're trying to push that along so it's a lens that helps us see uh the bigger our vision the more money we're going to need i love what john maxwell says he says where there is no vision the people perish but where there is no money the vision perishes Mm -hmm. so uh it's a lens that helps us see again what are our priorities helps us see what is our vision what are we trying to accomplish uh then we talk about how scripture's not shy about money so this is what you were saying earlier kelly um over and over again gives us advice on how to handle it how to use it uh, it's constantly kind of part of the stories. Uh, we see it again: Abraham and, and Joseph and Jacob and David runs a capital campaign, and then Jesus's parables everywhere in there. I know. It's. I think it's going to surprise mm-hmm. people to know something else that Father Michael said in the series was like he listed all these things that Jesus talked about money more than mm-hmm. he talked about marriage and more than he talked about heaven, hell, heaven and hell. The yes. Church crazy mm. <laughs> love it well it is interesting like even <laughs> <laughs> just for the this series right on the money every single week for four weeks jesus is talking about money in one way shape or form mm. it that's how the gospel is laid out in september yeah yes that's amazing yeah you know so renounce it and then the prodigal son what's it about it's about money it's about mm-hmm. i want my money rather than a relationship with you you know um the parable of the son of steward and then rich man and Lazarus. So, so I mean, every Catholic church in, in the country should be talking about money for the <laughs> four weeks in September then, right? The, the ones, Is that what you're saying? The ones that we've been coaching, we've <laughs> yeah. been making that suggestion to. Well, I think, I, I think we do miss it a lot. Yeah. Uh, we do miss it a lot. It, it, it is there. So, you know, there's often other themes too. You know, the prodigal son. Yeah, I don't say that to make anyone feel guilty. Yeah, the prodigal son's <laughs> also about you know being lost. There's there's yeah. 
these layers of, of themes to all these stories. So, but anyway, but I, I think the, my point was just that we miss it often yeah. uh, as Catholics because we haven't been taught about mm-hmm. it. So um, we also say kind of in that chapter two about the test. Money is a test that God puts in our hands and tests our hearts. It tests our priorities. You know, it's, it's something that's temporary, but we can use it for eternal purposes. We can use it to help build stuff that lasts, or we can use it on stuff that is going to be in a garbage dump, you know, a couple of weeks from now or a couple of years from now mm. or, or whatever. So there's mm-hmm. a, a test. Oh, to how man. <laughs> no, I think that that's a, a that is important. And for me personally, I didn't really start honing in on that until much, um, much more recently. I don't want to say so late in life. I'm not that, that old. <laughs> uh, but I, spring chicken, I, That's right. Thank you. Uh, but no, I think just when you're spending your money on something tangible, that is a want and not a need. Mm-hmm. And looking at it and going, uh, you know, is it worth it? Do I need it? Is this going to change my life in five years? Is it going to be around in five years? And all of a sudden, as I started putting a different filter on like the bigger things that I would love to have, I thought, oh, it doesn't feel as good. It might feel really good now, yep. but if it's just going to be sitting on a shelf in a few years or given if away. it's given away and sent over to Goodwill, like wh- why? For what? Mm-hmm. My. <laughs> <laughs> I have work to do, guys. I love Kelly. I love, <laughs> I love your we're, we're doing it for you, Kel. Uh, and then the last part of that chapter is just kind of a necessary part of leadership to handle money well because it is a test if you want to lead well. You, you need money is going to be need, need in every area of life and we want to lead well by using it well so to lead your family to lead people spiritually i think here is again father michael talked about in the, that first week of right on the money that for a long time he wanted to avoid it like many pastors because of all the negative mm-hmm. connotations but mm-hmm. that was wrong because jesus talked about it um to lead yourself uh, we got to handle our own finances uh to lead parish and to accomplish a vision again need money Father Michael and I just, you know, if you think about people who have been great leaders, they've managed the resources the parish that a parish has or an organization has. Mm-hmm. So um, if, if you're not managing those resources, both personnel, the people, but and the financial resources, you can't lead very well. So mm-hmm. uh, we have to learn to allocate our resources wisely to accomplish our vision and mission. Mm-hmm. Great. And all of this is in the book, Church Money, Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. What are some other topics tom that that you're going to be hitting on in the book well again as i said we want to ground people in what jesus said about money um so there's a couple different chapters about that and then also about what the early church said about money and i think for mm-hmm. me studying for this or kind of reading through scriptures again to put content to put the content together i really found a lot of just interesting things in reading through acts and paul's letters about money that i haven't discovered before i mean i think some good things too you know we're kind of talking about i think there's some parts that are challenging to us as staff people about money and, and being leaders, spiritual mm-hmm. leaders that way. But also I think in challenging the church to really support, I think, our staff, you know, that that is so much needed. And Paul writes about that all the time. He's not bashful to saying, hey, that's the church's role to support their spiritual leaders and that people who have, you know, just as a, a, a general in the army or a soldier, we, we pay them to, to support them. We need to make sure we're paying our staff. Mm-hmm. So I think hopefully... I hope, you know, we're going to be get, we give it away to all the parishioners in our parish. I hope it, I hope it kind of opens their eyes a little bit to the idea of if we really want to make this, the church work in the 21st century, mm-hmm. we need to, our giving needs to step up. Uh, we talked about nine steps to raising givers. And again, I think there's some challenging mm-hmm. things to people in there, but hopefully some affirming things. 
uh, and then engaging high capacity givers, which I think a lot of people. That's think uncomfortable. <laughs> what that last one? <laughs> engaging high capacity givers. Why is that right? uncomfortable? I just can't imagine. I just I wouldn't be good at it. <laughs> it's, it feels like sales. Feels like sales. No. But you're saying raising sales. nine steps to raising givers. You're raising givers, not asking or begging for money. Yeah, no, right, right. So it's a lot different. I think that's a little bit different. Our approach. We're not trying to raise money. We're trying to raise givers and trusting God to bring the money afterwards. We're making disciples and connecting that those dots for people. And that's the kind of trust factor on us. But we have found is we've just tried to create that conversation for people between themselves and God. The money comes as a result. Mm. Um, and so. And it, you guys have some good stories about that. That came do. out of our own experience because yes. it really, as somebody who is in sales, formerly <laughs> in sales, I the only thing I know is that you have to be clear and direct when it comes to the ask. And so I know when we have been going through this process and people have said, well, you know, give me a number. And you and Father Michael were like, well, you know, we want you to pray about it. Or, you know, we want you to look at, what was it? it we had was, a giving chart and we said, yeah. why don't you look at where you feel comfortable giving and where, and then look up mm -hmm. <laughs> outside your comfort zone because mm -hmm. that's the faith gift. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about that is you don't know, because you don't know what people make. You don't mm -hmm. know what's what's going on there and you don't know so what's going on in their lives you mm -hmm. know you don't know again a, a member of the parish just lost his job or had a really high paying job and now they're phasing him out he doesn't know what that means so mm -hmm. I, I i could look at if you know there's things out there like wealth engine things like that i could look at that number but i don't know anything else that's going on in his life mm -hmm. so but god does and so bring that let them set that conversation because mm -hmm. that's what we're supposed to be doing in general anyway right is right. facilitating people's relationships with, with their Heavenly Father and, and with their Savior, Jesus Christ. And so let that work take place. And that's very freeing from our perspective. What was and it? I did have one story. I well, I was say, you, you shared a story with me about a, a lunch meeting that you had. Well, so yeah, I was, I was saying, that's one of the chapters too is what we learned from our capital campaign. And, and a lot of that is gonna be, you're gonna have to, to deal with some high capacity people and create those meetings. So on one day in particular, I think this is what I shared in the last podcast that didn't get, didn't didn't get, get recorded. recorded. Yes. Um, that I was having lunch with two major, two I thought could be major donors. I didn't know, but I didn't know what either of them made. So uh, in the more the afternoon, I went to lunch with with a, a member of our parish. I had no idea. I knew the guy had me some kind of means, but I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So we go to lunch, and it was a July afternoon, and we we go in to to, to, to Towson, and um, we're at lunch, and he gives me the number. He says, uh, "How about if I give you one hundred fifty thousand dollars?" And I was like, I had no idea. I thought it was gonna. I thought it was like, like twenty-five to fifty was gonna be a win. So like mm -hmm. hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now you know I'm not. I'm pretty calm. You are. <laughs> so sometimes too muted, and, you know. But I was like, oh, that's great. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, that's great. And then it starts Kept your poker face. <laughs> it starts thundering and lightning. Oh my gosh. And he, he's like, how about two <laughs> hundred? Like, that is crazy. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Do you need to talk to your wife? Is yeah. that okay? I don't, he's like, no, 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 that's God. That's God saying it's <laughs> oh my gosh. So I said, okay. You know, I walked away. And then, you know, it's funny. Later, he, he even gave 250 He had like, Aww. God bless them. He's like, look, I got to tell you the story about some things that have happened. And, oh and God's gosh. given me more money since I gave, made that wow. commitment. And so kind of going back. And wow. so that was that one story. Now, the other guy, I was meeting with someone else at dinner that night. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really good day. 
Mm. And he gave like, you know, again, I hate throwing out numbers, but you know, just this will help you in comparison. Like sure. seventy five hundred bucks. And it's like, oh, okay. And I was hoping he, man, if he would have given, you know, I thought he was gonna say the same thing. But so that's part of the capital campaign that we try to kind of capture for people is that little bit of a roller coaster ride. Mm. That if you're trying to raise money for your church, it is it is a roller coaster, has some other stories in there. Mm-hmm. And but also what we learned, again, some great stories or some I think some good helpful insights if you're about to undergo a capital campaign. Great. All right. Well, we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to wrap up our conversation about church money. Did you know that Rebuilt is now available as an audiobook? Hear the compelling and inspiring story of how Father Michael and Tom brought their parish back to life in the voices of the authors themselves. Understand the vision and strategies that made Nativity a church of growing disciples, growing disciples. Cardinal Timothy Dolan said about Rebuilt, if you love your parish, read this book. But now you can listen to it too. You can find Rebuilt in audiobook format on audible.com. Just search for Rebuilt and listen away. Everybody, welcome back to the Rebuild Podcast. We're wrapping up our conversation today about church money. It is the newest book in the Rebuild series of books, and it's all about money. <laughs> church money. And discipleship. And discipleship, Kelly. And right. discipleship. Yes, yes. That's the kind of key. First discipleship, part. then money. There you go. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. So you can <laughs> buy the book right now. You. It's available on Amazon.com or the publisher's website, Ave Maria Press. You can also purchase a copy there. Um, and do us a favor. Write us a review after you read the book. We'd love to hear uh, what you think and uh, help other readers um, to read it. That's right. And you can go on to your uh, social media, too, and share your thoughts uh, with the hashtag church money. And then that way we can get a little bit more insight as to what you liked about the book. And then we'll also, this is this will be out on October 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to the International Catholic Stewardship Conference, I think, what's that, the 7th and 8th of October. In Chicago, In right. Chicago, we'll be there. We'll be speaking on this topic. And then we'll be around. If you yeah, stop we'll have by a booth, booth on the floor where you can stop by and talk to the authors, get more information about Rebuilt and Church Money. And Ave will be on the floor not far from us, too, where you can actually pick up your copy of church money and you can have it signed by the authors Ooh, book signing great Mm -hmm. fantastic thanks so much kelly and tom tom will you pray for us sure in the name of the father son the holy spirit amen uh father we just we thank you for your son we thank you that he came to die for us we thought thank you that he came to teach us how to get money right um and god we pray that um this tool that we have we would use for your glory to build your kingdom help us not to be afraid of it help us to uh, learn what you say about it and to teach the people in our pews uh, how to use it well and to build your kingdom. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.